Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Money Motivation. Love this music. If this does not get you rocking on a Monday, I don't know what will. This is Rabbi Garvigal, live here from Chicago, Illinois, director of Project 613. Super excited for this message. Oh my gosh, music is so good. Okay, had to stop the music. Welcome everyone, super excited for today's message, the big switcheroo. What is the big switcheroo? I want you to know, when we read the Torah portion of the week, it's like so many times people think, what in the world does this have to do with my life? And just scratching beneath the surface, just a tiny bit, we see the pearls of wisdom, the depth of the Torah, and especially in these stories of Bereshis of Genesis, the depth of what it means to be Jewish, of what it means to be sensitive to another human being. And aside from that, these stories are crazy. Move over, Netflix. Not that I've actually ever watched Netflix, but that's supposedly what everyone's watching. Move over, Netflix. This is exciting stuff. There is nothing more exciting than the stories of Bereshis. All right, so fasten your seatbelts, and here we go. In this past week's Torah portion of Ayetze, we have Yaakov fleeing his evil brother, Esau, who wants to kill him, and he's on his way to establish his family, goes to his cousin's home his uncle's home, Lavan in Haran. And he sees Rachel, Rachel, by the well. And he sees by prophecy that he's destined to marry this woman. And after some heroics at the well, saving her from the mean shepherds, etc., she brings him back to her father's home, realizing that they're cousins. And a match is made. But Lavan, her father, is, well, what can I tell you? Lavan is really, well, let's analyze what his name is. In English, they say Laban, but we are Torah experts. So we're going to say how we say it in Hebrew, Lavan. Now, those people who know Hebrew know that Lavan is an actual word. What does Lavan mean? It means white. So really, it's actually, the Torah is being very funny. You know what his name was? It was Whitey. He was Whitey. This guy was literally the first used car salesman in history. Okay? So, oh, I got a car for you. I got a camel for you. This camel's carburetor is going to, you know, burst in about two seconds. But, okay. And that's who Lovin was. Lovin was a trickster from the beginning, but always made himself seem white and innocent. And if there was ever a problem, it was the other guy's problem and not his Okay, so that's who Lavan was. And Yaakov makes an offer to, that he will work for Rachel's hand in marriage for seven years. And the seven years are up, and Yaakov says, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to get married. Lavan, let's go. And Lavan throws a big party, and it's a wedding night. Now, stop. Let's back up. Yaakov and Rachel know exactly who Lavan is, and they know that he is planning on some type of trickery. 
of changing the bride, doing something that is going to make sure that the two of them are not united. So they make a plan. They have special signs, special simanim, special signals that only the two of them know. So that if there is an imposter there, they will be caught. And Yaakov will have the insurance policy to know that he for sure is marrying the right woman. And now here is where things get very interesting. Because Rachel was fast forwarding what was going to happen on wedding night. Her sister, her beloved sister, was going to be there. And Yaakov was going to ask for the signs. And she wasn't going to have them. And Leah was going to be embarrassed. She was going to be mortified. She was going to be crushed, literally, emotionally, having gone through a wedding ceremony. And really dreaming of marrying Yaakov because she also wanted to marry Yaakov. She, in fact, was the older sister. It already was a very painful situation for her that her younger sister was getting married before her. And Rachel could not bear the thought of her elder sister Leah being embarrassed and did one of the greatest acts of selflessness in human history Rachel told Leah what these secret signs were. And so on that night, instead of Leah being caught and embarrassed and literally emotionally destroyed, she in fact was able to marry Yaakov. And now let's analyze this. Because at the time, Rachel did not know that she was going to have the opportunity to marry Yaakov. When she gave over those signs, she thought it was permanent. She was giving up her right, her destiny to be a matriarch of the Jewish people, the chosen people, the purpose of God's creating this world to create a moral entity, the Jewish people. We are the spiritual quarterbacks of history. And Rachel and Leah knew that. And Rachel was giving it all up, her spiritual destiny, her personal fulfillment in life to marry the man that she loved. Why? Not to embarrass her sister. That is greatness. And that act was so great and built such a pool of spiritual merit that there's a Midrash that says at the end of days, when Mashiach wants to come, but the Jewish people aren't up to the level that they need to be. And each of the patriarchs and matriarchs get up in front of Hashem and they beg Hashem, please bring the final Messiah, redeem the Jewish people. And one by one, they are all rejected. And believe me, I mean, our matriarchs and patriarchs did a lot of great stuff, but the final matriarch that comes up is Rachel. And Rachel says, Hashem, I overlooked and gave up the greatest destiny of my life in order to save my sister of embarrassment. So please overlook any bad thing the Jewish people are doing to you and redeem the Jewish people and bring the Messiah. And at that moment, Hashem says, boom, Rachel, you're right. I'm going to redeem the Jewish people in your merit. So we see that this act 
was an act of total selflessness and giving that has stood by the Jewish people as a source of spiritual merit for thousands of years. And now the key question, what does the big switcheroo have to do with your life and my life? And here we go. Because what was so pressing that Rachel had to give over the signs to her sister is not to embarrass her. Jewish tradition in the Torah, in the Talmud, speaks repeatedly about not only physical murder, but spiritual murder. And the greatest form of spiritual murder is embarrassing another person. Now, I know this may sound dramatic, okay? But when we embarrass another person, it is considered on a certain level like we have killed them. The Talmud talks about the moment of embarrassment. Now, everyone knows that the cheeks get really red when you get embarrassed. But there's a split second for before then. The rabbis are so perceptive where they literally, the face goes white as a sheet and then boom. And then it goes goes red, blushing and embarrassment. And the Talmud says that that loss of blood to the face is literally like a spiritual murder. And embarrassing another person is considered like murder. Now, it is not a punishable act in that sense, like an actual murder. But nevertheless, we strive for perfection in the physical and the spiritual worlds and in the emotional realm and our interpersonal connections. And embarrassing another person is a big deal. And the problem is we live in a culture where much of the humor is basically making fun of the other guy. I remember growing up, you see these roasts of people, the celebrities and the athletes, and they finish their career, and they literally the entire night is given over to embarrassing them again and again and again. And it sounds funny at first, but if you really look at the person, it's like torture. And, and, and how many times in our own interaction, not talking about what's on TV or streaming or online, in our own lives, how many times do we say things that really hurt other people, even if we don't intend to, okay? It's, of course, when we intend to, but even we don't intend to. Ever been on a group chat? where you make a, a joke about another person or point out that someone forgot to get their deadline or blew a certain part of the project. Ha, 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 so much fun. Really? Really? Would you like to be on the uh, receiving end of that? Or let's say even you post something online, and this is a very subtle sensitivity, but let's say you're posting about the new Tesla, the new car that you got, and someone else doesn't have the money to buy that. Is that something that would embarrass someone? Now, you're not doing it to embarrass someone, but could someone feel that way? Or let's say you have some something beautiful about your family, and, and it's become acceptable to post. And I, I don't know where the line to draw is, but people who get married, what about the people who are single out there, who are trying to find? Is that is that embarrassing them? Is that a certain level of sensitivity that we could have? Uh, I personally try not to post online about my family, because who knows? who might see it. And unfortunately, as much as everyone knows that I try to share positive things in my posts online, be it on LinkedIn or WhatsApp or other channels, Facebook, but who knows who might perceive that negatively. And therefore, 
This is a wonderful opportunity for spiritual development on this Monday to say, wait a minute, what meetings am I going to go into? What um, activities am I going to be involved in today and the rest of the week where I'm going to be with a group of people or with another person? And would I normally give them a jab? Give them a little comment or maybe in just one-on-one or with other people. And we should remember what Rachel did. She was so concerned about embarrassing her sister. We can take that as a lesson to be extra sensitive this week, to be concerned about the welfare of our colleagues, of our friends, of our family, and be extra careful not to say anything that might in any slight way embarrass them. And God forbid even to say a joke at their expense or to make fun of them. All right? So God willing, we should have a wonderful week, uh, a, a week of sensitivity. This is what it means to be Jewish people. We are connoisseurs of morality. You might think these are small things, but these are where we earn our greatness. An Olympic swimmer wins by hundreds of a second. We win the spiritual gold with fine sensitivities to other people's feelings. So we should have a wonderful week, and God bless and may we all be successful and being concerned about the honor of those around us in our lives. Have a great week.